Welcome, episode 52, Diamond Dreams Miami up and in. Armando Alvarez is always with Mike Quintana. And this is episode 52. The big, big dude. 19 years wearing the same number. One of the best pitchers to ever do it, CC Sabathia. One of the best. One of the best to have their players' backs. I don't know if oh, you yeah. remember that time. He was, I think, an inning away from getting a half a million dollar bonus. And uh, he had to hit somebody on purpose. <laughs> yep. And he did it. And he got ejected. And he got ejected. But you know what the Yankees did? They paid still him. paid him. Yep. They absolutely. still gave him a half a million dollars. Yep. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. He he was always a team guy, man. And and look, when he was with the Indians, I remember he got traded to Milwaukee for for a postseason. And bro, he was so good. So <laughs> in good. That, in that postseason. Dominated. He was so good. Brewers. They yep. had a nice run that year. And then the then he went to the Yankees and you know he was great there. That's all she wrote. Have you seen what he looks like now? Oh, he's in great shape now. Yeah. I wonder, you know, people say, oh, because he's super heavy, and you know, I, mean, I got to be up close to CC a little bit in spring trainings. I signed with Cleveland mm-hmm. in one, so I spent a couple of spring trainings there. And uh, he's a big dude, man. When they they would uh, in Winter Haven, Florida, was where they had their spring training. So they had a big track that would mm-hmm. go around the Winter Haven spring training complex. You know, it was like a rock, white sand rock track. And all the pitchers, you know, they got to go and do their running. Here comes CC Sabathia on a mountain bike. <laughs> <laughs> Going around on a mountain bike. You know, he's so big and the rocks, his knees, whatever. But I always wondered that if he would have been in real good shape, like the shape he's in now, would he have been a better pitcher? I don't know because... Right, there's, there's, some, you know? there's some people that... That they're like, you know, if, if it ain't if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah, David Wells. Yeah, like they they did you know? well, you know, no pun intended. They did well being heavy. heavy yeah. But I wonder how it would be if they were in tip top shape. Would the velocity go down? Would the would it go up? Always things I wonder with CC. There were some times where he was really overweight, Armando. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, look at the heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury, you see him and you're like, bro, <laughs> really? And he's the best heavyweight in the yeah. world. Wow. And he has, you know, the the muffin top. He he's overweight. You know, he's a chubby dude. I mean, he he weighed a lot more, but that's when he was out of boxing, snorting cocaine, and <laughs> eating a lot of food. And now that he's back in boxing, he's like, hey, I'm in shape, but this is what I look like. Right. That's it. I mean, TC now is like, he's sitting in like Andy. Rangel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> Like our boy. Yeah. But man, CeCe, definitely a good one. Yep. A couple titles. Very good player. Mm-hmm. Very good player. And he's been a great ambassador for, for Major League Baseball. Yep. But we've, before, you know, we, we continue, as always, brought to you by Diamond Dreams Miami Academy. We're here. Registration is open. Two, three, four, five-year-olds. Uh, beginner sixes. Getting into our rookies program. Uh, reach out to us, Diamond Jeans Miami on Instagram or straight on my cell, 305-219-2957. And uh, if you want to play with us in the in the spring, now's probably a good time to start getting involved. So. Yep. And watch out for that for that rain and those. Watch out for that rain, man. Jesus Christ. 
Man, it's, it's always that pickup. It's yeah. always that after school pickup. You look, show up to, to school and it starts pouring. Yep. You know? and, and look, tonight at St. Brendan, they have their food and wine. I'm, I'm going to be there. And I'm like, is there, is there going to be a food and wine yeah. festival? They're because, saying that uh, this afternoon it's going to get a little crazy. It's supposed to rain. See what happens. You know how this goes. Yep. Yeah. And as usual, brought to you by me, Armando Alvarez. I'm a real estate agent. The Opus Group at Compass. Um, you want to buy, sell, you know, just uh, talk real estate. You know, we could sit at, at La Carreta or Sergio's and, and go through the motions, you know. And I'm always going to guide you the right way. You know, that's what I always tell, what I always tell people. You know, and put you in touch with good people too. You know, good lenders, good title company, etc. Because at the end of the day, you'll say que tengo de la cara. Of course. So, um, you know, hit me up. Let's have let's have a conversation, and uh, we'll talk some baseball too. At Armando Alvarez Realtor on Instagram. Yep. Armando Alvarez Realtor. Or call me seven eight six two five two one six nine one. There you go. Or go to DD Park, and you can see my face there in the and left center scouting <laughs> in the outfield. But Mike, before we talk MLB, because we have. A lot to talk about, you know, Otani, playoffs are coming, a couple of guys, um, you know, setting some sort of records, right? Um, but we were talking about this off air, and it wasn't something I was planning on on talking about, but it's something that that's always on my head because, let's say, for instance, my, my son Anderson, you know, six years old. At six years old, there's, there's very few players right now that you're like wow they really love 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 baseball watch it all the time you could tell you know you could just tell by the by their demeanor by the way they act by the way they talk and all that a lot of the other kids you know there's some games that you see them and a lot of kids are are checked out you know and then you know you hear you hear like you know through through the years you know some people you know like older you know like our age and they say oh you know I always kind of like baseball, but, you know, my dad really wanted me to play. Or or, or opposite, like, hey, I, I really wanted to play. Even though, you know, my dad barely take me to the park, but I, I loved it. I wanted right. to be there. I always ask my I always ask my son Anderson, you know, when when we finish a game, if I see him a little bit, tell him, Papa, do you like baseball? He's like, yeah. You want to keep playing baseball? Yeah. So, like, yesterday he comes home from school. And he tells me, oh, because uh, Blake, who's in his class, he plays for Swing Lab. He's like, oh, Blake told me that one of his teammates quit to play tennis and do something else, soccer or whatever. And I go, okay. And I go, would would that be something you would want to do? And he goes, what do you mean? And I go, would you want to quit baseball? And he goes, that will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> that will That's never awesome. happen. You know, but but you know, we were talking about some kids that yeah. that do tell their dads, and you know, their dads are like really into baseball, and they tell them, "Papi, I, I just don't want to play." You know, maybe like sit a sit a year out, right. sit some time out. Hey, yeah. you know, do you want to play again? How 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 have you seen people approach that? Because you know, like we're with the older kids, I think it's it's different. But at the age of Anderson, not all those kids are gonna keep playing a few years from now. Yeah, I think I think as a, as a parent, you know, if it, Number one, you have to remember they're five, six, seven years old. So their thoughts process, they might think they want to do something and they don't, or they don't want to do it and they do. But I think giving them, like I've had this, you know, these, this in the past, it's happened sometimes with players where parents are like, hey man, you know, my kid is kind of like, you know, they're not sure about what they want to do. My solution is just keep bringing them out until you hit the wall. 
Yep. You know, you're either going to break through the wall and the kid's going to love it or you're going to break, you know, you're going to stay at the wall and that's it. Like, it's kind of the end of the road. We have, we had a, uh, a family, the Karams, and uh, good friends of ours, uh, kid Brandon was in the program. And, you know, the dad was always like, well, you know, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. And then one day on the drive home, the kid was, I think we were nine you at the time, and uh, the dad's talking to the kid and he goes, you don't want to be play, play, play baseball anymore. You just have to tell me. And the kid said, I don't want to play baseball anymore. And that was the end of that one. They had ridden it for three, four months. And then, yeah, it they got to the point where, yeah, the kid just didn't want to do it anymore. But there's also the opposite, where the kid kind of sticks with it and then something good happens, something positive happens. Absolutely. And then, boom, they kind of crush through it, kind of like golf. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're good, you're, you're hooked. Um, but I think that every every case is, is different. They're in their own individual situation with the parents and the kid but um my advice is don't listen to the kid at first thought you know because they don't know right kind of force him into it have him feel it out a little bit and then you know you, you'll you'll notice you know you'll notice but anderson's not there anderson no, wants no. to play ball he's good no he <laughs> he, he, he wants he wants to play he's nah, like he's good to go he's man. like papa i would never no nah, nah, never happen but whatever. you know that happens Armando. you know there's a lot of sports out there there's a lot of kids and and kids want to try different things yeah. but there are kids that just love it from the womb, like you, like me. You know what I'm yep. saying? So, yeah, and you and you and you see those kids, man. It's um, you know, I I talk to certain kids, you know, like like um, let's say for instance, Owen Barney loves baseball. I'm like, what are you wearing number forty four? He's like Ellie De La Cruz. I'm pretty sure nobody, nobody else knows, on that yeah. team knows who Ellie De La Cruz is. Yeah. But that's how I was when I was a kid. Like I've, I've said the story a billion play. times. I wanted to emulate Ricky Henderson. I used to do batting stances, you know, with my friends. Hey, you know, who, who's this? You know, oh yeah, Wade Boggs. Oh, who's this? You know, Barry Bonds. We used to watch it. We used to buy the baseball cards and, and yep. trade them. And, you know, I, I knew who Bo Jackson was mm -hmm. and Canseco and, and Bonds and, and all that. But it's, uh, it's not every kid. And there's people that play it. There's people, <laughs> there's people that are probably in the majors. And you ask them like, "Hey, who was your favorite player when you were a kid?" Oh no, I just used to play. I, I never watched it. Yeah, you know, and that's happened. I've I've seen people that are excellent at at their sports, and they don't care to watch it. They're like, "Hey, I just I play because I'm good. I like to play. I, I don't like to sit down and watch it. Sit down and watch it. Yeah. yeah. So no. listen, and also another thing, I don't have any type of issue with like when um like a kid's not sure, a parent's not sure. You know, to force the kid to do it. It's a little kid. Yeah, it's gotta do what mom and dad say. Like, you know, if we're not sure about it, just push them out there for a couple more months, and either I'm, I'll notice or the parent will notice. But I'm, I'm laughing because you know they're that. they're at DD. Sometimes you see some parents and they're like really into it, and then you talk to them. You know, I'm not gonna mention any names, but you talk to them and they're like, man, you know, <laughs> wish you would like it a little more. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you could tell, and it's like, yeah. look, you know, and I, I tell them, I'm like, look, my kid doesn't watch baseball. He comes home, he wants to play video games, he wants to, you know, hang out, whatever. But, you know, when he goes to practice, he, he does it. You know, yeah. he, he knows he wants to play a game. But then when he's out, he's he's right. a, kid. a kid. You know, he's a kid. Maybe at some point he's going to be like, Bob, I really want to go practice all the time. Hey, put right. put this on. Sometimes he, he impresses me in the morning and he's there sitting and he says, hey, can you put Sports Center? There you go. Cool. But I don't force it. I don't be, hey, you know what? When everybody's different. Every kid's different. You know, every kid's different, you know, and every kid's going to go ahead, su paso, get their pace, their own pace. But that's big time waking up, say, put the sports center on for me. 
I am That's nice, uh, man. That's I am nice, building a know? nice uh, baseball card collection from nice. sports card, you know? I think kids need to get back into that big time, man. Yeah. That was so huge when we were kids. It was a lot more you affordable. Know, it was a lot more affordable. <laughs> it's true, you know? My advice to anybody who wants to get into card collecting, um, you just start with the complete sets. Tops sells you a complete set a couple times a year that has every single card in there, and you buy it, you know? Um, what I tell people if you're interested in collecting is try to get like for your child, Anderson, try to get the complete set from the year they're born and get it every year, every year. It's 50, 60, 70 bucks is a complete set about 700 cards come sealed. I have them in my storage unit. They're just stacked up every year. But you know, if you can get from his birth year every year after that, I'll tell you what, you might have some hundreds of thousands of dollars there and, about 30 years and now because I it's mean, every the, card and the, the, ba the baseball the baseball card uh game has changed so man it's uh you know there there's certain like i was reading the other day if you buy a hobby box it's not the same thing than buying a correct. blaster box correct because it, it it has certain cards like there was the other day there was a bounty that a company put out they, we were paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for whoever pulls a a one of one Babe Ruth, no sé qué, whatever, refractor, whatever. And it's Babe Ruth with the Red Sox uni. I mean, it's a new card, right. but it says one, one of one. One of one. One of one. And this company's like saying, we'll give you $250,000. For this card. You pull the card, you call us, contact us. 250, 250 Gs. Only in but the USA. It's only available in the hobby boxes, and those are selling for about a buck thirty. So... You know, back when we were when we were growing up, there there wasn't all that. You know, there was packs. You got Little the packs, packs, you know, and you open them, and you got Bonds rookie, you got Bo Jackson rookie, and you would trade them with your friends. You know, I know some people probably stole some from me, but yeah. that's a that's all good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's changed a lot. But opening up those packs, I used to love opening up the upper deck. Yes, because they had that. You know that. Um, it, it was like, you know, like it almost looked like aluminum and you would, you know, open it up and th those cards were so well made. Yep. The upper deck cards were, to, to me, the best baseball cards. They had the, that the were made silver, at the, time. the gold outlining on the upper deck logo. I remember that. So cool. So cool, man. I lost a bunch of cards, man. I don't know where, I'm sure they're somewhere in this house. I just got to find them. Somewhere. <laughs> they were in a, in a box and I found some of them, like scattered randomly. And I'm like, coño, somewhere here. That box, it was a little pencil box that I had from when I was a kid. And I had like my most valuable cards in there. And I know it's somewhere because yeah. I found some of them. If you were a card collector as a kid, it's probably good now to go through it. Because I guarantee you, you've got some Barry Bonds rookie cards in there. Because those things were everywhere. Oh, absolutely. You got the Bo Jacksons. You got the Deion Sanders. Like there's a lot of stuff that, that if you go through, probably be surprised, Armando. Probably be real surprised because those cards that now have value back then they probably were just regular cards. Yep. You know what I mean. One day I got to pull out those boxes I have so yeah. so you could see. Uh, so here, see listen, what I got. You can go to eBay. You type in each. It tells you the value of each card. Pretty cool. And I bought some recently too, man. I always wanted that uh, that Ken Griffey Jr. the uh, the rookie mm. card, and I, I ended up buying one. I mean, it's like rated seven of ten. Okay. But I have the card. You got the card. I ended up bidding on two of them. <laughs> I won both. So I have I have an extra one there. You know, maybe at some point I'll get it graded. Yeah. You know, down the line. Yeah. 
Kinsala, Anderson Kinsala. Hey, I have some Mike Quintana, <laughs> Mike Quintana cards. Dollar twenty-five cards. Hey, signed. Oh my Be- God. Better than my card. <laughs> my, my card doesn't exist. That's awesome. So, you know, speaking of of uh, valuable cards, man. Any any Shohei Otani refractors or rookie cards or anything that you get of Otani, it's gonna be worth a lot of money. Because look, whether he could pitch or not, the guy's one of the best players in in the big leagues. And last week. After we recorded the podcast, <clears throat> Salio, that they cleared out his, lock, his locker. And everybody was speculating, oh, that's the end of the line with the Angels. Turns out, you know, he, he had an injury. He was going to have surgery and all that. But I think the writing's on the wall. Yeah. The writing's on the wall. He got some procedure done. He's, he he's, he's out. Yeah. So he already had the Tommy John surgery in his elbow. Um, he's going to sit out. On, on a, another complete but, season as a as a pitcher. But he had the Tommy John, or he did a different procedure. And, I, and did some I don't know. Maybe it wasn't the elbow. Maybe it wasn't yeah, Tommy John. He did John, something. Yeah, he but had it's, some it's in the elbow. New procedure done. That hey. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm. We'll see. But it's Let's a new see, but, procedure. But he, but he has to sit out the entire. Yeah. The entire season as yeah, a pitcher. As a pitcher. As a hitter, he's going to be there day one. Yeah. And you and I were speculating now before because. You know, the, the thinking is, okay, the, the, the big money guys are going to come out. Dodgers want them. L.A., hey, you stay in the same city. You know, you're across the pond from Japan. All good. Why would you want to go to the Yankees? Uh, I think the Yankees are still going to be players because you need left-handed hitting. Yeah, a lot of it. You need left-handed hitting in New York. You don't have one power hitter who hits left-handed. Dominguez is. And I think he had the same surgery yeah. that yeah. that he just uh, got surgery too. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if he had Tommy John or he had another what's, type what's of surgery, but it's guys though, but it's man. his elbow like, again. Outfielders getting Tommy John surgery, like him, dude, Harper. What is that? Yeah. Like, what it like? How does that happen? I don't know. I don't man. get it. You're an outfielder. No, but I mean, just is there that? I ne- I'm on. I never had arm issues until I was an old man and I hurt myself. Whatever, but. I don't know, like as an outfielder, like infielder, like Tommy John, something that didn't exist right. back in the day. Back in the yeah, it's only pitchers. Tommy John, like, or, or a catcher, maybe, but an outfielder, all these outfielders yeah, getting Tommy John. Jason weird. Dominguez comes up to the big leagues, tears it up, and all of a sudden he's out, Tommy John. Like, like why so quick? Like, where was the pain when he was in AAA or AA? Where was the right. pain? Where was the pain? Where was the... Came out of nowhere. You know, it just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, weird but, but let, let's see, man. You know, the Yankees need that lefty power. Mm. Um, pairing up Dominguez and, and, and Otani would be nice. But, you know, I've talked about a dark horse, and I think Seattle's that dark yeah. horse because, you know, you tell him, hey, come out here where, where you know, the legend... Ichiro played. Yep. You know, Seattle's still across the pond from, yep. from Japan. Yep. You know, big Japanese community. Huge. That's a that's a perfect scenario for him, I think. It's a, it's a perfect scenario for and him. And he plays with Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, and he gets to play with, with J-Rod. And not just that. Seattle's tricky, man, because like, like I had told you earlier, Seattle has that ability to sweep in like they did with Robinson Cano. You know what I mean? So I, I think for me, it's it's... I don't know, man. I just don't know if the Yankees are going to be in play with this guy unless it's like a two-year deal like we had talked about because I think he's going to get a one- or two-year deal, especially with this Tommy John situation. You know, I'm thinking two years, max $100 million. 
Max. Yeah. I, I just think the not pitching thing is going to put him back down in the 40s, you know, just because. We'll get what, what Judge got, right? You know, I think Judge, maybe a little more, maybe just to attract him. Maybe you have to give him a little more to attract him. But I think that just because it's a two-year deal, I think somebody's going to play hardball, kind of like what uh, the Mets did with uh, Scherzer and uh, Verlander, bro. Give him those two years, 90-something million dollar deals, and that was a bust. Yep. You know? And I was telling you, I'm, I'm looking up the names. Um, with Otani, you could think long-term, too, because Japan has two young studs that you saw in the WBC, one as a pitcher, one as a as an outfielder. Um, and, and um, you know, the lefty slugger, Mun, what's his name here? Munetaka Murakami. He he hit that, you know, the, the game-winning home run. He won the triple crown in in Japan. He 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 uh, shattered Sadaharu Sadaharu O's single season record for most home runs. The kid's gonna be a stud. He still needs to stay a couple more years. And also the pitcher Rocky Sasaki, who's who's young. He's he's a kid. He's he's very very young. Uh, you know the hitter is twenty three. The pitcher he's he's very young. Um, I'm trying to find his age, but I I think he's what is 20, he like no? twenty years old? Twenty yeah, one. Uh, 21, you got to think long-term. You get Otani, you're almost almost guaranteed to get those two teammates of his. That'd yeah, be that's huge. a smart move. That'd be a huge move. And I think Seattle's the, Seattle's the place, man, especially with what Ishiro did there and the Japanese community there. And like you said, it's a jump from the pond right there. Imagine you get Otani. He's going to be there some, you know, you sign him some years. J-Rod's a kid, super young. Yep. And then you, you bring in those two Japanese guys who are young. No. And then, about Seattle could be a powerhouse. And then you sign a couple guys, right? Yeah. Get yourself a little starter. Get yourself maybe another big bat or not even a big bat. Get yourself a couple starters. Seattle can do it. Yep. You know? That's a great place to play baseball right here. A stadium, environment. I know the weather's a little shady here and there, but. Here's the, fan, the fans are great. The fans are great. Great place to play. Yeah, and all those years that Seattle had amazing teams. And they couldn't get over the hump because the Yankees were, were Yankees that were good. Coming, yep. You know, the Yankees were just a cut above everybody else. But but Seattle was there. Seattle was there. They've always been there. Yeah, some star players, man. Yeah. Randy Johnson, Ken Griffey. Griffey, A-Rod. You know I mean, A-Rod. Had, had some yeah, real Jay Buhner. Jay yeah. Buhner some years, you know. Yep. <clears throat> really good players. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, Seattle. Seattle's a team that could contend for sure if they if they get um, if they get Otani. I mean, I... I I think it's a no-brainer for them to to go hard after Otani, but let's see. You know, you never know what the finances of uh, of each team. Yeah. But um, but dude, a guy that's worth every penny and probably more than than what he's getting is uh, Ronald Acuna. So, uh, uh, you know, Acuna is one home run shy of forty forty at the time that we're recording this podcast. Uh, the Braves already clinched. They they won the uh, the the NL East. So they're they're in. Dodgers won the West, and then you got Baltimore and Tampa Bay in the AL East and the American League that already clinched as well. They're they're still battling for That's the amazing. Uh, for the East. Baltimore and Tampa Bay. I know, right? Not, ba- the, not the Red Sox and the Yankees. Baseball's so good. Yeah. It's such a good sport. At the beginning of the season, did anyone have Baltimore? No, nobody. But I'll tell you what, ever since they brought that catcher up, yeah. That team's been a different yeah. team. He's okay? a he's a great player. It's been a different team since they called that guy up. You know what I mean? Different team. So yeah. happy for them. He's a great player. But, yeah. you know, go, going back quickly to to Acuna, this is a guy that the, the Braves bet on 
you know, really quick, give him a contract, but not as big a contract as he probably deserves. But, but man, he, he's doing amazing. Um, the Braves are going to be hard to beat in, in the playoffs. They're going to be tough to be in the playoffs. We just swept them. But, they did. You know, we did. The, the Marlins beat the crap yeah, out of them over yeah. the weekend. Um, but they're going to be a tough bone. You know what I'm saying? But Amanda, they're a tough bone every uh, every postseason. Every, every and it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Got to win in the playoffs. Yep. <laughs> you know, we keep saying that. You know, you got to win in the playoffs. You got to perform in the playoffs, which is what makes the Marlins such a dangerous team if they get in the playoffs. The Marlins become a dangerous team Very in a dangerous. playoff short series situation. You're gonna have uh, Arias, who they got the best hitter in the, the league, and they got the best pitcher in the league. Uh, they got the one of the best pitchers in the league that you're gonna have once or twice in that series. Yep. You know, bring Yuri back, get him on the mound. Absolutely. No, yeah. the, the, look, the, this team can make a lot of noise right now. They're a half game back. Um, you know, they have those um, those pesky Arizona Diamondbacks with with one one of the best players right now. Runaway, I think, rookie of the year, Corbin Carroll. Oh yeah. Um, first rookie to hit 25 and steal 50 bases. Pretty incredible. The guy weighs a buck 65, Mike. I'm on the way. But think, he plays baseball like yeah. Gongana. I think that, you know, when you look at, if you ask 20 kids right now, today at practice, who's your favorite player? No one's going to say Colin Carroll. Colin Carroll. No one's going to say it. No. I think that all these young kids nowadays, these parents, if you're listening, get your kids to watch this kid from Arizona. Corbin Carroll. The kid weighs 165 pounds, and he's one of the best baseball players in the major leagues. One of the best, listen to what I'm saying, baseball players in the major leagues. Yep. If you give me nine of those guys, who won a lot of the World Series is. Yeah. You know? No, there's um, there's guys that play there's on teams, play. and then, there, and then <laughs> there's, there's baseball players. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about baseball players, you're talking about Pete Rose, Len Dykstra. Guys that you Derek remember, Jeter. Derek Jeter, oh, no, Derek Jeter, who like busted his face, bro, yep. busted his running face, into stands, yep. running into the stands, who made, who, who got a, uh, who made a cutoff in a playoff game. He didn't have to be there. Nope. He did not have to be there. Smart. But he saw that throw coming. He's like, this is going to go over Tino's head. And he sprinted. He got that ball and he flipped it over to Posada and the rest is history. It's amazing. That was a amazing one of the best plays yep. we've ever seen i think and i remember you know my dad talking to me about pete rose you know you know he would hit he would you know his speed from home to 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 first and from first to third and from first to home you know these are guys that you're like that's the way you play yeah that's the way you play yep. charlie also plays the game hard destroyed his buddy's uh career in the all-star game because <laughs> he played the game hard yep but that's the way it goes sometimes yeah, but you know, every you know, and go, going back to to stats and in, in in you know in the National League, we mentioned Acuna, in in the American League, Otani Otani's still bleeding the the the, the home run chase. Uh, he's probably gonna gonna end up with as as the leading home run hitter, and he's um let me see in in strikeouts, he was up there as well. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to expand that, but you know. Otani Otani had one hell of a season, didn't get to finish it. You know, he's he's right now let me see in major league baseball. I don't know why they just like took him off the the list for now, which is which is very weird. 
But Otani, you know, one of the best pitchers in, in baseball, and he's going to end up as the, the leading home run hitter in the American League, you know, leaving a month before the season ended. Pretty incredible. Is that leaving, though? I mean, he could have finished the season. I mean, Who knows, man? Who knows if you know the Angels I mean? just shut him down? I mean, the, or he shut himself down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? It's like, listen, I'd rather get this done now. You guys aren't doing anything for me anymore. But, uh, but, but th- he's in a contention there for, uh, you know, just having such a great season, you know what I mean? And cut it off a month short. This, this offseason is going to be so interesting, Mike. I can't wait. So interesting because... You know, Otani Otani sitting the market and and just other good players. Look, Joey Votto is gonna be a, a um a free agent uh with the club option, right? He's already older. Forty. You know, uh, but he's a guy he hits, clubhouse he has, leader. He's good though. And and talk and talk about a guy who could possibly be a future manager. Yeah. This guy is one of one of those guys, he's right? Very articulate. He speaks very um, well. At, at third base, Matt Chapman, who's who's always scrappy. Uh, shortstop, you know, Mr. Knockout or getting knocked out, Tim Anderson. Uh, he, he's out there. And in the outfield, talk about a guy who bet on himself and and probably gets a bigger contract is Cody Bellinger. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I said it from the beginning, you know, when that guy was hmm. sitting there as a free agent. I think the Marlins should have signed that guy. Yeah, man. I agree. You know what I mean? Just a, It's an easy one-year deal. You know, the dot, that kid, that guy's an MVP. As a rookie of the year, that guy is the real deal. You know, he had a, a one bad season, but I think something happened there that they just got rid of him. Like, it must have been something else. It's not just, you know, you kind of got to gamble on that type of talent a little bit to keep him around, but something must have happened there. And um, he's back to being a stud. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, you know? he's um, he's an excellent hitter, excellent player. You know where he um, would work, right? He would work in Yankee Stadium. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, big time because he's got a lot of power. Yep. Yeah. You know, the Yankees brought in um, uh, Benintendi last year, you know, just for the playoffs, but they didn't, I guess they didn't feel they like didn't they needed out. some, some yeah. left-handed hitting, at least not with him. Yeah. But Bellinger, I could see I could see him there. You see it? It'll be interesting. It's going to be a great offseason, man. I can't wait. Off-seasons are, are a lot of fun. Yeah, and, you know, and and uh, a season that just started, uh, which is the NFL, look, Dolphins are 2-0. Two looking looks great. great. Yeah. Um, it's um, the most yards by by you know court, quarterback coach combo with the uh, yep. with the with the Dolphins uh, ever ever to, to start a season in the first two games, and they look good, man. And and listen, that that game was tough against New England. I don't think it was ever in doubt because they technically dominated that game. New England just makes it tough, you know. They have yeah. one of the best coaches of all time in Bill Belichick. Um, they know how to play, you know, for the most part, they kind of shut down Tyreek Hill with the big play, but you know, Tyreek found ways to get into the end zone. So that's fine. But at the end, what matters is that you win W not, not how, not how it is. If, oh, you know, two hundred throw 400 yards again. So yeah, did they win? They got the W they won. Yeah. The, the game's determined by what happens in the game and then the result, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes even in little league baseball, bro, you play a team that's not that good and you win six five. Yeah. Oh, but the kids, no, nothing. That's the game. That's the way this goes. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's got to do something to help the team win. Sometimes some 
do more than others on certain days, and sometimes others do more than others on certain days. That's normal. It's sports, you know. But Tua looks great. The team Tua, looks Tua great. Tua looks amazing. The offensive line is doing a great job protecting. Without Teron Tua. Armstead. Yeah. Who's their, best play, who's their best player on that offensive line. But, you know, guys like Kendall Lamb, uh, Isaiah Wynn, you know, they came to this team without much expectation. Isaiah Wynn got, got let go by, by by New England. This is a guy who's barely played because of injuries. And, and, he, and he's come to the Dolphins and he's been outstanding the first two games. You know, it's like um, you, you never know, you know. And, and right now, the national media... Is all over the Dolphins. I mean, they're they're picking them to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, you hear Miami, Dallas, Miami, Dallas, Miami, San Francisco. A little early, a little early, a little early, a little early. It's still you know two two games into the season, but but Conyo, I'm glad they're seeing that this team is is playing hard and and they have an awesome coach, man. That I love Mike awesome. McDaniel. Uh, you know, he doesn't take himself too seriously, and I think the players love him for that. He's got great shoes. <laughs> He's always got some nice Jordans or something on. You know what I mean? He said Listen, a story the other day about his watch. Uh, he went on a, on a show and he has like this beautiful watch. Um, and he said that, um, you know, they were like, hey, man, that's, that's a nice thing you got around your arm, man. And he said that when he signed this contract with, with the Dolphins, you know, he got a, a lot of money. And he, and he said that he was like, I'm going to make an irresponsible purchase. I'm going to go get an expensive ass watch. I'm going to go to the watch store and... And he said that he went, and he's like, "Look, Dizzy, they're gonna be a good investment for down the road, or the We're or bust. the dumbest thing <laughs> if I get fired a year from now." And he said he ended up um, he ended up buying it, and then he wears it every day. The mo most expensive thing he's bought, you know, like that's not a house or whatever, right, or a car. Uh, and he said he wears it every single day, and the time I, I'm I'm not gonna guess the time because. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be guessing because I forgot. But it's set to two something. That's how he has it set. Because that's the time he got hired. So he doesn't have it to tell time. He has it set at all times to... Remind him. The, day, the, the time he got hired. To remind them why he's there. Why he's there. And that's such an awesome story. That's an awesome story. Everybody's different, Armando. Everybody has their own ways of keeping the motivation going. You know what I'm saying? Think about that. He's probably wearing a $200,000 watch. That says one time. Yep. <laughs> you know That's what I mean? It. But for him. That's the only time that it's, matters. It's the only time that matters. Yep. And, and perspective. Perspective is huge, I think, in, in situations, whether it's sports or life, when there's two different people, perspective is everything, bro. You know what I mean? And um, some people might think he's an idiot for that. Oh, buy that watch. I think he's a G for that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Thinking outside the box. Doing what makes himself happy. You know what I'm saying? I like that. Man, and you know what? And you touched on something right now. You know, people have to do what makes them happy. You know, I mean, you know, we, very cliche, but you know, life is short, right? You know, like you deal with, with so many things and people overthink things. You know, and I'm, you know, and I'm talking about because, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to say who because, you know, maybe it's, you know, doesn't matter, or maybe uh, they don't want me to say it. You know, somebody close to me right now, they they just went to you know to another job, and and it's you know and 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 the conversations that were had were, you know, am I making the right decision? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Or voy a quedar mal, voy a quedar mal with somebody. Or you know, so, some people think too much. And look, I'm I'm guilty of this. 
I'm very guilty of this. You know, in the past, when when I moved from one television network to the next, or when I've thought about, you know, moving from one brokerage to the next, um, I think about those things because one, one thing I like is, you know, for, for people to be like, man, I, I like Armando, you know, and siempre ha quedado bien. And I, I hate, you know, disappointing people. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's best for you, you know, for you, for your family. That decision you make, it, it, it matters a whole lot. You know, whether you're Mike McDaniel making the choice to, you know, to leave San Francisco and come to, to Miami to take a head coaching gig, you could have taken a head coaching gig in other places, but he took this one you know, because it benefited his family or, you know, when you decided to, you know, do Diamond Dreams full time and, and that's the decision you made for your family. But so many people, man, and it's, uh, you know, I guess I'm preaching to the choir, but, you know, because I think everybody thinks about this and, and sometimes it's easier said than done because I'm like saying like, oh yeah, you know, do what's best and sometimes I don't follow my own, my own advice, but people got to do what makes them happy what's best for for them you know sometimes you may have to do something you may not want to for for a bit you know to put food on the table for your family but sometimes you you're presented a good a good position and you have to factor a lot of things like is it the right time in my life that matters a lot too because maybe that job that you're you took now at 40 something you wouldn't have taken it at 23 you know, but now at this point of your life, it's, it, it makes sense. You know, it makes sense. It gives you a bit, bit more freedom or whatever. You know, it's, uh, it's something interesting because you, you mentioned it with, you know, with, with Mike McDaniel, you know, making the, the choices people, people make, but man, it, it matters a whole lot. And, and sometimes, you know, don't worry too much about, you know, talk, talk to somebody, Be, people, people will surprise you. You know, the person you think that you'll you'll tell like, hey, listen, I'm I'm leaving for this, you know, because I think it'll be better for me. They might be your best cheerleader. Yeah. And and they're not going to chastise you yeah. or it may go very differently. When I left Telemundo, I was like, shit, these people are going to tell me to uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I packed all my shit. I had it ready to go. I resigned and they told me like, all good, bro. Enjoy. Can you stay two weeks? Yeah, sure. On my last day, they bought me a cake. And they, you know, they cut me a cake, wished me luck. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. And they brought me back to do stuff, you know? I mean, there were circumstances that led to me leaving, right? You know, to me making that decision. But you, you'll be surprised, man. So, you know, people out there do do what makes you happy, what makes your family happy, you know? I think, um, I think life is complicated, bro. Life is awesome. Very complicated. Life is awesome, bro, you know? The life we live is is amazing, but life is complicated, man. You know, and relationships are complicated. You know, whether it's a marriage, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a coaching, you know, running a business, relationships are, are not easy, Armando. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I understand people that don't have a big circle. I, I, I get it. I think there's more peace there. You know what I mean? But I don't know, man. The system, I think a, a big thing that we struggle with is understanding and perspective. Yeah. Because 
it's okay for me and you to look at the same situation and have a different perspective, right? You can have a perspective on that situation because maybe, how old are you? I'm on the 40, no? 43. 43, that's right. We're the same age, 43. And you've had some life experiences with certain things, so your perspective on one thing may be completely different than mine. And to me, that is perfect. But it's the understanding part, I think, that we struggle with as humans, as friends, as, as just understanding, saying, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I get it. I get where you're coming from. I understand your feelings. I understand your emotion. I think that understanding part, I think, is off the table, bro, for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, and I think that is is the wrench that makes things complicated. And people just can't understand each other. Absolutely. Look at the political climate we're in. Like <laughs> nobody like, understands anybody. Like you know, like, nobody each can understand each other, bro. Like we can't. It's tough, man. It's tough. Yeah, and, and look, and there's a big difference between you know, you wanting to better yourself and making a decision and leaving somebody high and dry. Right. You're not leaving them high and dry. You know, this person I'm talking about, she went, made the decision, and, you know, talked about it. Hey, listen, this is why I'm doing this. And at that point, they're like, F you. That's on them. You came to them as like, hey, listen, I'm here to work until you need me to work for, you know, two weeks or whatever to train whoever you need me to train, but I'm taking this decision because of family, because of this, because of that. If they don't understand, that's on them. Now, somebody, te queda mal, te, you know, that's that's different. Right. That's different because te queda mal a ti, and they're going to look bad because reputation's a motherfucker. You know, I mean, and now in the eight, you know, the day and age of of Yelp reviews and Google reviews and all that, a lot of them are, are crap, you know, because some people are like, oh, you know, and they write, you know, and they ruin, they could almost ruin your business because they're just bitter people. But that could ruin your business. That could ruin your your livelihood. So, queda bien, make the decision, queda bien, and put it on them. If they don't understand, like you said, some people don't understand, hey, I gave you my all. You know what I mean? Let's say, you know, somebody leaves the program, for instance, Hey, Mike, listen, you know, a few more weeks left in the season, blah, blah. Next season, I think I'm going to put Flanito this and that. But, hey, you know, thank you very much. You know, like, been awesome. We will. Tranquilo. But imagine a kid, like, just not showing up for game six. And you're like, hey, where's Fulano? Where's Fulano? Yeah. Where's Fulano? <laughs> no, no, Fulano is, you know, a swing lab now. And you're like, Pablo. Yeah. Why don't you communicate? Yeah. Now that person, when the guy from Swing Lab talks to you, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we got this guy. What happened?" Well, like, he just got up and left. Going, yeah, that's yeah. I think up. I think it's you know? important for <laughs> people, and, and you bring up something good there. I think it's important for people to know that the academy owners we communicate with each other. Every, like it's, every, it's, it's, Mike, it's, it's I want I want you to understand me. Nick from IM, Fernie from KSA, Alex from Swing Lab. I've, we've known these, each other for 20 years, 20 something years. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's funny because I've kind of gone around a little bit, like talking to the academy owners a little bit, like Omar Texedo. I talk to him a lot. I see him at the cages and I, I speak to Fernie a lot, which we're trying to schedule him to come on to the, to the, uh, to the podcast. But the one thing I've gone around telling these guys is, Hey, listen, 
we got to make sure that we get along, that we communicate with each other, that we understand each other. Yeah, bro, we're, we're competing. Our academies are competing, no doubt about it. You know what I mean? But it's important that we stay who we are. You know what I'm saying? Like, we need to get along. We need to continue filling the leagues, doing what we're doing. Because, Amando, at the end of the day, you'll be gone one day out of the academy. Whenever it is, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whenever. Well, I'm still going to be there with Fernie, with Omar, with Nick. Like, we're not moving. Like, we're, we're just providing, you know, the service. And um, so when that stuff happens where, like, somebody goes there and they'll come and ask me or I'll tell them, bro, it's an open book. Absolutely. Like, we don't lie to each other. Like, you know, then they'll come to me and be like, or they'll even give me a heads up. Hey, look, I think this kid's going to go over there. You know, I just want you to know, boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? It happens all the time. You know what I'm saying? But communication, like, you got to have, like, the expectations that you have from your coach as far as communication goes, you need to be able to provide that as a parent. The same. Like, just you're just not going to show up to practice? Oh, really? Okay, well, I'm just not going to tell you there's a game. Would you like that? Oh, you're just not, you, you're just, you, oh, you're, oh, you're not going to wear the shorts to batting practice? You're going to wear whatever shorts you want? Or well, I'm going to cut the shorts starting next week in batting practice. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, communication's key, man. Communicate, bro. How about, hey, um... I grabbed the wrong shorts. Is it okay if I practice in these shorts? Yeah. Well, you got a kid showing up in blue shorts and you're not going to communicate with me and you're going to act like it's okay. And then when I tell you something, you're going to roll your eyes. You're yeah. going to tell me. Oh, but. Fuck off. That, <laughs> but. That, that's where I'm at pretty much. You know what I'm saying? That That's pretty much where I'm at, you know? But it's crazy, man. And look, it's like crazy. it's, you know, like you said uh, that all the coaches talk, all the academy leaders talk, do. you know. Onyo, the same thing. You know how many calls I get, Mike? Like, still, to this day, from somebody that works with me in TV? Hey, this resume hit my desk. What's up? There you go. Armando, there was no hatred between us Academy owners. There's none. We don't hate each other. We compete. You know, we all train kids differently, and we all do our thing. But we respect each other, bro. Like, big time. You know, I see the game for a game. Wait, what's up? How's business? Talk to me. Boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? We're all friends, man. A lot of people think that, oh, they don't like each other. They're competing. It's not even close. Yeah, yep. the kids are competing. Yeah, we're competing as managers. We're competing as business owners. But um, we got to stay on the same boat. So what are the, take, what are the takeaways from episode 52? Don't burn bridges. <laughs> <laughs> Communicate. Do what makes you happy. Do what makes you happy. And understand, and understand each other. Understand each other. You know, not everybody's going to nope. be there. You know what I mean? Like, hey, people people have life choices to make. Yep. Like you said, life life isn't... Complicated. Life's complicated. Hey. It's awesome. You're, it's you're, amazing. Your it's daughter, your daughters were at one place, dancing, went to another place. Now they're, now back, they're back at the same place. place. Yep. Hey. Hey, listen, and, I'm, and, I, and I'm, I'm the first one. I, my daughter was at this dance studio for five years, <laughs> six years. Took her somewhere else. I went back to the original place. You know, people make such a big deal out of that. You know what I'm saying? There's understanding. Even Jenny, my wife, you know? she's like, oh, I'm not going to show my face. I'm like, suave, bro. Tranquila. <laughs> this happens all the time in the baseball situation. It's no big deal. Yep. You know? When I got my haircut with Edgar, went next door, knocked, said hello after a year, spoke. 
communicated. Guyana was able to get my daughter back. And understanding from them. And a hundred percent understanding from them. And you know why they gave me understanding? Well, because I was sincere. You know what I'm saying? And she's back to where she started. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a big deal. People communicate. Communicate. You'll you be know? you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Deal. You know? Last thing, intern. We have gotten one person reach out for the internship. Um, I think David Vela wants to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody interested in the internship? Got to be able to make content. Let us, yeah, let, let us know. It's paid. It's paid. Yeah, let us know, man. You know, you might have a, a cousin, a nephew, a, an older son or, or daughter, you know, that wants to help us, you know, work out. Or maybe you. Maybe you. <laughs> maybe David Vela takes some time off from coaching and, and being a realtor. Content creator. Take care, guys. Take it easy.